Welcome to the Sugar Honey Iced Tea with Amber Marie and Christina Marie. A podcast with two Black millennial women living in America who made the choice to venture on a healing journey. Join us. Welcome to the Sugar Honey Iced Tea Show, where we talk about all the shit, the real shit, the dope shit, and the bullshit that life brings us. I'm Amber Marie. I'm Christina Marie. All right, now let's start the show. Yes. (laughs) Lessons from therapy. You want to go first or me go first? God damn. Hold on. You want to go first? She just died. I'm a dive in it. Like, dang, Christina. I just drank my coffee, so now I'm ready to go. Now that we've I had mean, a moment before, clearly, I'm ready. <laughs> clearly, clearly, like you just dove in. It. Why I gotta start? <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'll start my lesson from therapy. Um, is crying is something that's natural, and it's actually some. It's a lesson, but it's also a lesson that I'm still learning. And Mm -hmm. it's just been like coming up repeatedly in my head because there's just been these moments lately where I want to cry, but I'm still not allowing myself to. And not because I'm sad or anything's like wrong, but um, I don't know, Christina, if you or anybody out there, they just had these moments where you just needed to cry and just get it out of your system I can't do that. Oh, I don't want to say I can't, but I don't do that. And so mm-hmm. that's like a lesson from therapy that I'm trying to inhibit. Okay. Have you been wanting to just, is it like a energy or is it a happy? And I know you, you said it's not sadness, but is there something in particular that you feel like is, you know, bringing you to that? No, I mean, it's just, you know, healing and stuff. Things just come up and you just want to cry. There's been instances in the past where like I have cried and I don't even know what I'm crying for, but I'm pretty sure it's something that's just being released. So Mm -hmm. no, but lately I just, it just isn't coming. It's just not coming out and it's so annoying. Are you like, are you forcing it or are you just, I'm forcing me to to stop naturally. No, no, that's the thing is I'm forcing myself to stop. So that's how actually like me talking to my therapist, how it came up because I was telling her how I hate crying because it hurts. And she was like, Amber, it's not supposed to be painful. Like right. she's like, that's because you're not allowing yourself to like release it. You're you're holding it back. So it it is gonna hurt because everything like my jaw starts like getting super tight. I start getting like these headaches. It doesn't really feel like releasing. So because crying hurts to me, then I want to stop it. So is that you fighting it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so that's why it's, yeah, it's a lesson that I'm still When's the learning. last time you had a good cry? Ooh. A good natural know. cry. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to take, it'd probably take me about 20 minutes just to think about that. So I'm not even going to sit here and I don't know, honestly. Try to think about it. <laughs> Has it been right this now. year? Has it been in the past year? No, I've had, I've, it definitely hasn't been this year. I think I've cried in the past year. 
I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't keep mm-hmm. tabs. Crying is interesting. I used to look at crying as a sign of weakness, but I really feel like that's um, something that I got like culturally, like you just had to be strong and I didn't want anybody to see like my weakness. And, you know, you would get picked on or teased or whatever. So I was like, I got to be that bitch. Like, I got to be like, I can't, I got to be hard. I got to be out here crying, like suck it up, you know? And it's just like being in therapy, going through the healing journey, like just when it happens naturally, it literally feels like a weight is coming off my shoulders and I just feel better. Like I can breathe easier. I might sleep a little bit. I'm going to sleep heavy that night, but Mm -hmm. yeah, crying is a nice release. I encourage it. Mm, yeah. You know? Yep. What's your lesson? Okay. I was like, so you are clearly done with your lesson. Yourself, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I have my laptop up, but I like to like write and take notes. So you guys might see me referring to my notes. I got a big giant notebook. Um, but in last week's session or the week before last, I didn't really take a lot of notes from therapy, um, but I did write down one thing and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I like what I wrote down and it's just something simple and it's appreciate what we have. And whenever I hear certain things from therapy, I like to apply the lesson to wherever I'm at in my life currently, or just apply it in different areas. Um, Because lessons just don't apply to one area of life he's like I can carry that over to this area you know whatever Mm -hmm. and so I was thinking about like right now I'm in a place where I like I'm feeling more creative and feeling more free to be creative and use my voice and just be a little bit more transparent and so I was thinking about this thing the stuff that I do have in terms of like equipment that I have to create um and how sometimes I, I feel like I'm a bit unappreciative of those things and I don't utilize them to their full capacity. And so I've been right. I forgot her name. I hope I pronounced it right, but it's Marie Kondo. Is it Kondo? Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Anyway, tidying with Marie Kondo. And so she was telling this couple to thank your items, like when you're giving them away. And I was thinking about thanking the items that I have just by showing appreciation. I don't know if that sounds weird to anybody, but it's like, thank you to my camera. Thank you to my lights. Thank you to these things that I have because I do appreciate these things. And now let me take a different approach and utilize them to their full extent and what I have them for and what I purchased them for. Like you bought, you bought these items. Why are you not using them? to their full capacity. And so I know it's cool to have all the new, new upgraded stuff, but sometimes there are moments in life for us where we have to step back, look at what we have, take it all in and be appreciative. Cause a lot of people don't have all the things that, you know, you may have. And so I just want to pass that along. It's just to be appreciative. Nice. Go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, yeah, and I did, <laughs> I did watch the uh, tidying up with Marie Kondo. Um, uh-huh. And I want to say a week after that, I actually did a whole purge in my closet. And I did that. You take it. Does it bring you joy? And if the answer, if you don't have that yes, uh-huh. like right away, then it goes in a different pile. And then yes, once uh-huh. you donate it or sell it to a consignment store or whatever you do thank it and everything and I did and it actually hurt her her way of purging did mm-hmm. feel really good mm-hmm. have I you would seen say the, I only did it once 
Okay. Have you seen the min, uh, Minimalist documentary? Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called. It's Minimalist something on Netflix, but I watched that the other day as well. And it was interesting to see how we look at things and items like we're a bit greedy. Like we have to have and keep and hold on to this and hoard. And so, yeah, just putting all those things together and appreciation in these times, it's just like a good lesson. It's something simple, but you can apply it to different areas. No, for sure. So that's my lesson from therapy this week. <laughs> awesome. That was nice. I love Thanks. those lessons. I love mm-hmm. this segment. Yes. Yes, indeed. All mm-hmm. right. Well, go ahead and get into Drops of Joy. Good transition, actually, because I did have something that I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to save that for another time because I want to explore that a little bit more. Um, but my Drops of Joy this week is therapy. And like just being in therapy. So I've been in therapy since June and June of last year, 2020. And so for those of you don't know, at the time I was working in the cannabis industry. And I mean, we were going through Black Lives Matter, still going through that, but COVID being an essential employee, and it was just a lot going on. And so it was imperative that I like really needed to be in therapy. And so I just felt super grateful and joyful to find the therapist that I did. And at the time that I did and when I did, Living here in Denver, finding a Black woman therapist is like challenging AF. And so finding her, I'm just happy to have her and ha- like thinking about all of my sessions have been good. I've been going weekly since June, but the last couple of months, I guess for me personally, throughout my journey, I'm starting to feel the effects of therapy. And I guess it's more of the perspective like changing my perspective in the way that I look at things not taking things personally especially in the workplace because that's Mm -hmm. just where we spend a lot of our time and it's like stuff is said to you from somebody who you don't know or maybe it's a co-worker and it's like a lot of times these people don't know you like they really don't know the true you and a lot of times their stuff it has to do with them it has nothing to do with you and so I'm just been really grateful and joyful to be in therapy and I recommend anybody like if you made it through 2020, you need to be in therapy just to deal with being in, like still being in quarantine and still seeing how like certain governments are operating with their states and still people are dying. And it's just still a lot of shit going on in this world. And so I'm just really grateful for therapy. So, yeah. so right, there goes your joy. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming to so. Christina's Drops of Joy. so over here in amber's planet Mm -hmm. we're doing some spring cleaning over here so i'm perfect climbing i know well really what it is and i say spring cleaning because i'm actually just in the mindset of trying to change my perspective on things and like looking at things differently because where my mental space has been is like you know i've been so angry (laughs) at everything and Mm -hmm. everyone and it's so easy to get caught up in that and I don't want to. So I've been like purposefully trying to just change my perspective on a lot of things because what I see right now is bad and everything and everyone. Like I just, there's 
it's pessimism everywhere. There's no optimism at all. Um, anyway, so now I'm doing some spring cleaning and like how, like how it is over here in my planet. And I don't know if anybody, like if, I don't know how anybody else cleans, but for me, when I clean up, it's like, I have to pull everything out. I have to make a huge mess and mm-hmm. then clean it all up. So mm-hmm. it could look like straightened up now, but if I'm cleaning up, somebody will walk in like, I thought you were cleaning up. And it's like, I am cleaning up, but it looks like it's a horrific mess. And it's like, I'm cleaning up. So in my planet right now, it's a huge fucking mess, mm-hmm. but I'm cleaning it up and I'm changing my perspective. So my perspective, because I just felt like my thoughts were very messy. And I'm like, no, you're just spring cleaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what you're doing <laughs> so what do you think is brought on the negative part so like first question actually when you say you see the negative is it when you look at everyone it's like you see the negative from them you're just automatically pulling those traits and those are the first characteristics or that is that how you're operating with that person based off yeah. of those it's things? not even that person it's people in general it's just people, people okay and yeah. so what do you think is bringing that out which part who what what brought that out just period yeah anger yeah anger shit I mean like right now you know part of my spring cleaning one of the things I'm actually you know some people might take a class on how to uh um on a trade on a specific trade and stuff so Mm -hmm. it's just a perspective I'm actually uh looking into some anger management classes (laughs) right now anger and rage particularly So, yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. in your mess, you're in the middle of pulling all this stuff out, sorting it out, like Marie Mm -hmm. said, we're Mm -hmm. tidying. Okay. We're gardening, we're weeding to bring it back to that. Um, How is that process? Like, what does that process look like for you? Girl, there ain't one. It's everywhere right now. Okay. Like I'm just pulling, everything's just, I'm just pulling shit out. Are you feeling good about it though? Like, okay, it's coming together. I see it. Just keep on going. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. I'm feeling hopeful. I won't even say good, but I'm it because it doesn't feel good. I was because you know it's it's mess. Like it's it it's you know, messiness and junkiness gives me anxiety, except for my little corner. I gotta have a little corner of junkiness. Like I just am also one of those, like I just can't have any everything like specifically like speaking spot clean I can't do it I have to have some a a corner of junk I really do but um other than Mm -hmm. that like if it's too much mess it it does give me anxiety so no I would say just it's hopeful I'm hopeful hopeful is a good place to be hopeful is a good place it really and not even trying to like (laughs) be funny on a serious note feeling hopeful because a lot of people easily lose hope and when you lose hope it's just like then you start the self-sabotage process like you had spoke about before. I, I'll say personally for me, I'm like, I don't see an end to this. Like, I'm not feeling very hopeful. So like, let's fuck it up. Let's yeah. start just doing like little things to tear this whole situation up and not make it better. But then when you're hopeful, it's like, okay, I see it in. We're just going to keep on going and see we're what just, happens, so. Yeah, we're just going to keep on going. So that's what's going on over here okay. in my planet. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for bringing right. us to Amber's Planet. Of course. All right. So um, to the same topic of unpacking. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Take let it away, me, Amber. Take it away. Okay, yes, so let guys, me this just... week is Amber's week. Let me just tell y'all. We are, if y'all are new to the show, Amber and I alternate main topic week. So this is Amber's show. This is her week. So I'm just here. I'm a participant waiting. She is a participant. Christina has no <laughs> idea what we're about to talk about. So let me just, um, I want to put a few, to, uh, I don't even know. Disclaimers. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. The first disclaimer of this is so my I want to talk about this and I'm gonna because I have to read everything and just paint a picture before I have a conversation. But I my stance, I would say truly like on this on black people is that I've always wondered and think not even wondered but I just mainly would say I think that like we it, it how can we and it's a it's a question so I guess it's not even wondered I mean um I'm sorry it's not even I think but it's a more so like I do wonder but I wonder how can we ask for other races to treat us in a certain manner but yet we I look at the way we treat each other as a whole mm -hmm. in the black community. So mm -hmm. that's something I wonder. So um, sorry for, yeah, my thoughts are clearly everywhere. Anywho, so um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry were, wait, she's, is Meghan, is she, she's a duchess. I do not keep up with a lot of this stuff. So please mm -hmm. forgive me, whoever the, is listening. It, like if I'm not being Sussex. proper. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe Duchess of Sussex. The Duchess of Sussex, uh, Meghan Marco and Prince Harry, they w did an interview on, um, with Oprah. And we're not talking about Meghan and Prince, but there are some points. So there is a woman by the name of Tachara Montz who posted, um, who posted this, I would say, iOS press release on Facebook. <laughs> yes, um, on Facebook. And I'm going to read it and then I'm going to ask you my questions. And we're going to go from there and just have a conversation about it. So um, Tachara is Tachara Montz, T-C-H-A-R-A, -A, last name Montz, M-O-N-T-S. Mm -hmm. All right. She states, well, since we're here, clears throat, this is Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle is a Black woman who many other Black people don't even immediately recognize as Black. And yet some members of the royal family were so threatened by the very idea of Blackness that they questioned Harry to his face about the possibility of his child coming out too dark, too dark. I'm going to return to Dragon Them for Filth, excuse me, in just a moment. But before I do, let me talk to my people here. That fear that them people had of Harry and Meghan's baby Archie being too dark is directly akin to the same fear y'all, your mama, your aunties, and half your grandmamas have of the perception of blackness. It's the reason why y'all will come up in a hospital room when the baby's not even three days old and check their ears to see how dark they're going to be. It's why you wonder if the baby's eyes will stay the same blue or gray or whatever at birth. 
It's why you hope their hair will stay super curly. It's the reason why black men will intentionally aim to have mixed race or light skinned kids because blackness offends you too. Not in the same way as them people, but you know enough about the world to want your child to look anything but black mixed with black. They taught us to hate ourselves and we continue to perpetrate it. It's opposite sides of the, perva- of the same pervasive ass racist ass coin. So yeah, we're going to tear Buckingham a new ass this week. But when we're done, some of us need to turn around and cut yourself out the next time you tell your child they need to stay out of the sun because they're getting too dark. I choose violence this morning. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I did hear her post that young lady's post. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to... It, like I want to talk about it because I I feel like we don't talk about you know this enough like we I, I hear a lot of conversation you know about like a lot of the wrongdoings of other races to our race in particular but I don't I don't hear a lot and maybe I just haven't been exposed to them um, but I, I don't feel like I hear a lot of us talking about how we truly are like treating each other and trying to break those cycles. Um, And I know for me particularly, I struggled with my blackness and mainly because of black people of how I was being treated, Um, middle school in particular, because that's when I really like kind of realized I was black, I would say when I was in middle school when I moved from Tulsa, Oklahoma back to Denver. Um, And it was, I went to a predominantly black school there where in Tulsa, I went to a predominantly (laughs) elementary school. Like my best friends uh, were white. One was Native American, indigenous. Um, But I wasn't, it's not anything that I was like really paying attention to at that young of an age until like Mm -hmm. I got to middle school where it was like, um, everybody told me I wasn't black because I wasn't, my, my skin tone wasn't dark enough, which I feel like, no, I'm not like chocolate, but I'm not like super bright or anything. And then my hair was curly and I talked proper. So I got called Oreo a lot and everything, but I, I just think, you know, I just want to talk about, I just want to have conversation about it. I don't have any particular questions or anything. I definitely just want to have a conversation and of course, like just urge everybody, you know, to consciously like make those efforts to break the cycles, you know, like she particularly said, cause she's right. Um, cause I know like when babies were born in my family, the first thing they did mm-hmm. was check the ears. To see. I do. I, I do remember that being a thing. Yeah. And I think it's a layered conversation. There's a lot of different nuances oh, to it, especially, you know, I, I don't know. I sometimes I'm on the fence. I know that it's a real conversation that needs to happen internally. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's things culturally that we as a community, I think need to talk about and discuss and just be honest and transparent because I, for one, I'll say, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, I, for one, I'm not for like the cancel culture all the time. It's like, you have to give people a chance and opportunity to learn. Now in change behavior, I feel like is the best, you know, 
apology to things like that. But there's, I, I think sometimes people will want to talk about things and it gets a bit rough or people, you know, people want to tiptoe around certain things. And it's like, let's just be honest and talk about it mm-hmm. and say what it is. Um, where was I going with this? But, you know, and still, it's still a valid point that we still need to also have a conversation about the way other communities treat us as well, because that's still very valid. But yeah, there's just a lot that we need to unlearn as a community and as a culture. And it's hard, I think, for some people to unlearn certain behaviors because that's all they know and they've been stuck in their ways. I know for me personally, I've dealt with certain people where I've tried to correct certain things that I hear that they say in regards to the good hair, the light skin, all that Mm. shit. And now like now hearing it at this age and at this point in my life and having to learn and go through certain things, it makes me it makes me cringe when I hear yeah. certain things. Now. So was like, it black Ooh. people or uh, persons not of color that you had to correct about the good hair, the skin tones and all of that? Um, this was someone that was black. Okay. Someone that was older and that was black. So that's what I'm saying. It's just like hard for some people to unlearn certain things because that's all they know. And, you know, so it's just, I think being honest with those who are around you who speak and say certain things that are not correct in correcting them and having the strength because it can be hard the first time that you do it I guess it's a family member or you know just an older person in general because culturally it's like you got to respect your elders but I think that that helps it is that being that voice and stepping in like "No, no 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 that's not right you know we don't you know so See, and this is where if I feel like it's like super low, like, you know, of course it being loaded, like we know that this is just fully, this whole conversation um, is fully fucking loaded. But yeah, we go out there and we like, I could say for me, like I'm all, I'm the radical one. Like I'm the radical one. I'm the corrector and everything. And I know people get tired of it in my family and in my like circles and everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like, do you, is that like, is that just your calling? Like, you just have to take that on and that, that I would, I hate to call it a burden, but for lack of a better word. Oh, no, it's your moral. Like, it's just integrity. like a, right. But then you're Morally, seen, like, right. And then you're just you seen, right. And then you're just kind of like seen as I would say, like, people, I could just be calling it nagging or it's not the time. Like, I've gotten that too. Like, this is not the time or the place to talk about it. When, you know, to me, it's like every goddamn place and time is the time to talk about it. Because, you know, it's just like, I feel like when you're raising a child and stuff or even fucking training a dog or anything, you have to correct it in that moment in order for them to get it, just for them to see. Um, But... I I'm sorry, Christina. I had lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. You I was gonna said, say, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, not even training a child. I mean, raising a child. It's anything. Like this has okay. This has nothing to do with like race or, or anything you know, like that. But you know, I feel like black women in the workplace we're put in certain situations a lot of times where you know people will take our ideas and run with them, or it's hard for us to speak up and advocate for ourselves Mm -hmm. in the workplace and so my last three or four jobs I'll say I've had issues at every single one of these jobs 
and it's been an issue with everyone. And so there have been situations that I've been placed into where something has been said, it could have been about me, could have been about, about me, about Black people, or just a topic in general um, mm-hmm. that was said. And there have been moments where I didn't speak up in the moment because I didn't feel comfortable. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with my job. Again, being a Black woman in the corporate place, it feels like you feel, sometimes feel like you have to walk around on eggshells. Then recent, I'll say more recently, I have felt more comfortable speaking up and advocating for myself and correcting somebody in the moment like, no, no, we're not doing that. And so I don't care who it is. I feel like in the moment, if something is incorrect, if you're disrespecting someone, if you're you're offending someone, like it's okay to correct that person in the moment. Like this is, we're all learning so much. It's just a lot going on and it's like, oh, okay. Don't say that. Don't do that. That's not okay. Let me not. Let me correct myself. Let me yeah, do better. Do. Let me educate myself. Yeah, but you do have to. And when I say you have to, you, I, I do still believe like you have to do it in that moment because sometimes a lot of people don't realize what they're doing and you try to tell them afterwards and they not they don't remember. They don't even think about it. Um, but I remember where my thought was. I feel like as a whole in the black community and the African diaspora, just everything. I just think it's time for us to clean up our own house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, uh, like when I was growing up and we needed to work on certain issues, like in our household, like if you did not (laughs) live there, everybody had to go. So it's like, I feel like we need to do the same thing. Like, if you are not within this, then it's like, you know, you got to get out of our house because we got our shit that we got to work on and fix. And I just think right now it's time for us to take action with each other. And I think that's where where we can go and take the step further. Yeah, I I think, yeah, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Some people, I just, I don't know, sometimes not that I'm feeling very pessimistic about it. I'm very hopeful about it. Mm-hmm. I just know that some people can be, you know, a bit ch- more challenging than others and a little mm-hmm. bit more resistant to unlearning certain behaviors because culturally, again, that's all they know. Or not even culturally. Sometimes people hold on to the things that they know because that's all they have. And mm-hmm even if it's toxic and if it's not the best for them, they hold on to it because they're scared of knowledge and knowing better. Because then when you know better, you have, it's like you do better. And now, therefore, it's like you now have this accountability hanging over your head that you're maybe not necessarily ready to handle and tackle. And it's like, again, I guess now that I'm like breaking it down this way, there's so many underlying issues because it's like, maybe you're not ready to tackle it because you have a lot of mental health or other things that you need to, you need to be in therapy and discussing these things with the third party, like with, not a third party, but somebody else, mm-hmm. a non-biased person to out, you know, hear, hear you and talk about the things that were instilled into you. Because that's the thing. A lot of things are instilled into us when we're children. And so again, culturally, I say I'm 36 years old. And so, you know, coming from different eras, you have, you heard different things in your household about, I've been thinking about this lately. Um, things that you were told as a little black girl, like if somebody came in the house and you had on pajamas, you was told to go in the room or what are you doing? I hear no clothes on. Like, like if a, a grown man came in the house and it's like, why aren't y'all checking him? Like mm-hmm. I'm literally a child and I was coming out here to go get a damn snack and go get my ass back in the bed. Yeah. I'm getting scolded. 
and told how to clean up myself and do this. And so it's like little things like that. It's like, those are the things that we have to move away from. And I just, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of lost track, but it's just accountability. That's what I was gonna say is that people, some people are not ready for that accountability piece because it's a lot. It's like, I already got a lot going on. Now I have to hold myself accountable and make sure that I'm moving in a correct manner or a better manner that, you know, I'm not sure if I'm ready to handle because it's a lot. Yeah. Because you see the perspective that we as Black people treat and conduct ourselves in those manners, such as um, checking to see, like, you know, not accept, like, the colorism part, I would say, is, like, you have all those degrees of separation or, like, the Black men, you know, like, like she said, what did she say? Hold on. Um, but you know enough about the world to want your child to look anything but black mixed with black and because you know a lot of black men what she's saying are intentionally aiming to have mixed race or light-skinned kids like would you could you see the perspective of that like we mean black people treat other black people in those manners and you know, set like, you know, have these and stuff because we hate each other or we hate ourselves? Not all Black people. There are certain pockets. No, 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 not people. all. I know it's not all yeah. Black people. I'm just saying like those individuals who do do that, like, could you see the perspective? I'm not asking, do you think that? But could you see that? Like, could you, from that perspective, if you was looking through those goggles, could you be like, okay, I could see. I could see that. Like that they hate themselves, so that's why they do it. Because it's like they're trying to erase themselves or the color of their skin because they're so ashamed of it. Well, it's something that I understand. I mean, self-hate is something that's been taught again and been instilled into them in some manner or form. Somebody from their past has made them not feel loved or worthy or beautiful in the skin that they're in and was tore down. Or they seen someone that they loved could have been their mother, could have been a, a parent or a sibling or something who was tore down because of the way they looked and said, okay, when I have a child or when I date, I'm going to make sure I go the complete opposite because they think that that's the safe route. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that could happen to a person in their life to make them feel that way. Like I know people and I've, I've heard certain people or certain men say, you know, certain things. And, and it's just like, in I've heard one person like break it down to me why and I thought it was interesting we had, had a bit of a conversation about it I didn't know them all like that but they wait did okay so what's the that. why what's the why um what was his, their why his mother was um a drug addict and abusive and so he just hated her it was like I just want to date complete opposite from everything about her mm. so, he's like okay I mean but Again, not saying that it's right. I think there comes a point too in our lives. And I feel like I said this before that I feel like, you know, as an adult, it's your responsibility to seek, you know, help for whatever it is that you may be going through. Like right now, I, I'm seeking help. You're seeking help for whatever, you know, it is that maybe troubling you or that you want to talk about or discuss it doesn't necessarily have to be troubling you but I think there comes a point where you have to take responsibility for that 
Yeah. You know, or hopefully there's someone around you that cares about you enough to let you know, like, mm, have you thought about talking to somebody? I'm really on this therapy kick because I've like been telling her, like, I've been talking to a few friends. I'm like, girl, therapy. Because the thing is, like, I know you and I don't, I'm going to give you the best opinion that I can, but like, you need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody needs to hear that out and help you unpack that. Cause that's a lot of shit that you're dealing with to understand. Why do you hate yourself? Why do you keep dating all these light skin ass girls trying to have a mixed baby when that's really not even what you like, like deep down, you really love chocolate girls. So let's get to that. Let's, let's, let's unpack that. Let's get to that. So that way you can go find the beautiful chocolate love of your life and make some beautiful chocolate ass babies and get out this self hate. Right. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have anything else to add, actually, <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is a topic I think that definitely is one that we can, because like you said, there's so many layers. It's one that we can That's talk about again, layered. approach from a different perspective and all that. I just yeah. love my black ass skin. You know, I'm not like a team white skin, all that. I just love black people. I do too. I I had to, it took me a minute to get to that point, but I do. I love being black. I love black people. Like, I love it all. I really, really do. So I want us to, I really want us to get through all of this. And really, I think more so, I want to be alive, like to actually see it, you know, because I know it's it's a generation by generational thing and it might not happen in my lifetime, but, you know, I want to be alive just to see some other milestone, you know, that happened. Aside from the first black president, because that was a huge milestone. Like, you know, (laughs) I want to see another milestone. Yeah, I think we'll get there. I think we will. Yeah. I love you, black people. You know, that was my girl for joy. I was like, I love (laughs) y'all. For real. Appreciative. Mm -hmm. All right. We ready? Thanks, Amber. Of course. Mm -hmm. Okay, Christina. Mm -hmm. It's family game night time. Now, please do not overthink the way I'm about to present this, Christina. Okay? Like, I just need you to go and rattle whatever... (laughs) is off the top of your head okay just okay so just picture it okay thank you so picture it right now in this moment right Mm -hmm. say there was a state of emergency and we had to um and we were being invaded by aliens the earth was (laughs) and we had to escape what you taking with you? Like, you my ain't got no camera. time to sit there and think about it. Like, you got to go. What you taking? My camera. My books. Which books? Because you can't take uh, all your books. My Bible, my journal. I'm going to be talking about books soon. Um, but right now, it would be my Bible my and my journal. And... I have a couple other books I'm going to talk about. I don't want to talk about them, but anyway, 
I want to grab things that I like, like pictures and sentimental things that like I can't replace. That's why I said my camera and my like books and all this other shit. Watching that minimalist stuff, I'm like, all this other shit can be replaced. But like, my, my, like looking around the room right now. Like, oh yeah, because I'm like, it's I'm literally like, like, I'm like my notebook, my notebooks because I have, I like to write a lot. So I'm like, yeah, my phone, yeah. camera, notebooks. Okay. Okay. And I have a backpack that's right in my uh, closet, right here in front of me. And you're just taking it like that. And it's empty. And it's a really good, sturdy ass backpack. And I could fit all my notebooks and stuff in there. What about you? Bitch, I'm being here losing my fucking mind because (laughs) I'm going to be trying to take every goddamn thing with me. And I can't. I'm probably being here having a fucking panic attack trying to grab yeah. haven and it's like what he gonna eat what i'm eating like trying to get some snacks and stuff for the road can i what take roberta because y'all know what roberta y'all know what roberta means to me <laughs> i need roberta? my phone where are we gonna be my plant my okay. first plant listen mm-hmm. at 30 years old i got this plant i got roberta i planted like i put some really good intentions into her like you know put some crystals and stuff in her and she's just bloomed she's been with me for almost three years and mm-hmm. baby girl is thriving out here and showing like, out my first plan baby and she finally <laughs> got some siblings um <clears throat> see um because i'm let me i'm just gonna tell y'all i am that person like you say you're gonna have a backpack Bitch, let me tell you, I'm going to have to, like, get a suitcase, a backpack, and my purse because... Ma'am. Like, you know, we we got wamelies and stuff. Like, you know, I'm like, I have to be prepared. This is all that's going to be in my head is, like, am I prepared at all? Because we don't know how long this is about to happen. (laughs) What's going to happen? Like, you know, like, I'm going to have to, like, you know, I'm a woman, so I got to get some, my wamely tools i gotta make sure i'm strapped for that yeah, you, ain't gonna you know be what we're gonna do tampons are no pads in the midst of that yeah i will you... i'm be running around the house ma'am yes i would okay <laughs> oh my God, that's why i said i gotta have my purse like everything like Stop, has a purpose bro. like i am i'm gonna need a whole bunch of shit i'm gonna try to grab me a couple you bags of water that's what christina did i started <laughs> i started my part off saying bitch I'm just gonna die and get captured by the aliens. <laughs> you like, I have time. I'm being a panic attack because I'm was, like, it's, I was just, it's just it. too much. Because I, I wasn't that's sure. gonna be like I wasn't me sure because when I needed. I'm like, dang. Now it got me thinking. Like, I probably do need to figure out like what's important because everything is important to me. You should watch that man on my list. I've also just been living my life like a minimalist. Like, I just, you know. I tried it doesn't work for me like I just am like it, that gives me anxiety there are certain ways that you can incorporate into your life and just so I need to watch the minimalist and come back and just see yes right and this is saying this to the goddamn person me myself who wants to go do a whole van life tour and like I'm just gonna be able to live in a van yeah no <laughs> no <laughs> I'm into being like you know what I think I need to upgrade to a school bus so I can have more space for shit <laughs> you know right right is there another question no that's it for family okay. game night alien attack what you taking 
I still don't even know what I'm going to take. I mean, you know, I know I'm going to grab Haven, but then I'm going to feel bad. What he going to eat? You I'm fat. I need bad. some snacks. I need some <laughs> snacks, too. <laughs> like, you need snacks. I you know what? Snacks. And you know what you did not say that I'm surprised? Huh? I am surprised and appalled at you, Christina Marie. Oh, my weed? Yes. Oh, I knew you was going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I just thought about it because I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I probably would grab a bottle in all realness. Like, Ooh. I would probably grab me some alcohol. I mean... To be realistic, that's not something I think of of grabbing because I'm always going to have my weed with me. So, like, don't y'all get it twisted because, like, I I, I got me something always close by, okay? <laughs> like, I have my stash box right by my notebook. I'm definitely going to have my weed. Will it like, fit my in that backpack? Stash. Yeah, my stash box is not that big. And I, okay. I have, like, a small little, like, I can even shrink that down to something else, like, smaller. Like, I'm good. As long as I have a few, like my grinder and my papers, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, like I'm gonna have my weed. Don't even trip, Brett. I, <laughs> I appreciate you for like oh catching that, but like I'm not. always gonna have that. I should have included that, but you didn't. Love you. <laughs> I mean, dang. Okay, y'all. Like now that I'm like for real sitting here thinking, like. I need my, I definitely need my technology, but then there ain't going to be no Wi-Fi. Like, listen, this is why I'm going to be in, this is why I'm going to be in here having a panic attack. You're going to be captured. Man, what? Be captured like Haven's going to be like, bitch, you couldn't just get it together. <laughs> you could not I'm get I'm like, run, Haven, save yourself. <laughs> Handing them off to the neighbors. Take him. Take him. Like, here, save here's a snack yourself. pack. <laughs> There's no hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just go. Just go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Live your life. Like, all right. All right. In the movie. In the movie. Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all. Well. Damn. Now I'm going to be sitting here thinking. Fuck. Hmm. There's too much. I got too much of. Just can y'all just, just capture. Just take me. Okay. Right. Mm, mm, mm. right all right well that's this well, week's episode thank you for family game night we made it to episode three we are here great we're here we're happy yeah. all right and we will catch y'all wait before we go do you have uh-huh. any announcements do you have anything no I, I, I meant to ask you about that pre-show but anyway I did have an announcement. I just like a quick little shout out. Okay. Look at your face. No, I'm, I'm shout out is my here. hoodie. Is is my hoodie. Yes. My good friend got this for me. And I actually wanted to wear it because it's still International Women's Month. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this hoodie. And it's my first time wearing it. If, in case you guys didn't know, Amber got me this hoodie. And it's by a Black-owned woman. So I just wanted to like shout out my friend and also shout out the hoodie. Shout out Atlanta. That's it. Yes, and she is a local Atlanta artist, and she's actually on Instagram. Her name is um, Culver Made It, and let me just tell you, she's like and the, the side of the sleeve I've right actually... here. You guys, it says "Happy Bum." Bm, can y'all see that? Can y'all see that? Yeah, that's her. That? Yeah, that's her brand. Like y'all, she's yeah. so dope. I've hired her for like a few commissions and stuff, and she's just amazing to work with. 
Um, but on Instagram, it's culver.made.it and culver is C-U-L-V-E-R dot M-A-D-E dot I-T. Boom. She's dope. Check her thought, out, please. I thought it was important. I was like, let me shout out my friend, a woman. And then let me also shout out the owner of the city, a woman, a black woman, and say love to y'all. Because our next episode won't be until April. So this was like technically the last episode of March. Yes, and it's officially spring. We're recording this on the first official on a spring, spring. So is it solstice? So, um, <laughs> all right, we're okay. dragging on. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Sugar Honey Pod. That's T H E S U G A H O N E Y P O D and Twitter at The Sugar Honey Pod. To watch the visuals of our episodes, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Sugar Honey Pod. For questions or business inquiries, email us at thesugarhoney at gmail.com. You can follow me, Christina Marie, on Instagram at Christina Marie underscore 22, or follow my business page where you can catch me discussing all of the cannabis business education and fun stuff at rosebuds underscore high. That is R-O-S-E-B-U-D-S underscore H-I. And you can follow me on Twitter, Amber Marie at simply underscore Ambie. That's S-I-M-P-L-Y underscore A-M-B-E-E. Safe travels on your journey. We'll catch you next time.